Hey, this is Joe Buca with another episode of Man Up. Man Up is about helping men reject passivity and take responsibility in the roles and relationships that God has provided for them, learning to be the man that God created you to be. Today I want to talk about a principle actually that's found in Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He simply calls it seeking to understand more than to be understood. And actually, about a year and a half ago, I was with a friend of mine, Matt Jackson, and uh, Matt and I went over to uh, Mostar, Bosnia, to give some lectures on Stephen Covey's Seven Habits. Actually, our friend Jonathan Trousdale, who works with Crew over there, uh, invited us over to come and do a seminar. Um, had roughly 100 plus 120 uh, students and young professionals come to hear us speak. And I, one of the topics that I spoke on was this chapter in Covey's book, uh, Understanding More Than Being Under, Seeking to Understand More Than to Be Understood. And that's always challenged me. Actually, when I was in grad school, we had an older gentleman that had been counseling for 50 years come. And basically, in one of my classes, he just said, look, here's the key to being an effective counselor, to being an effective husband, to being an effective parent, to being a good friend. It's this idea of seeking to understand others more than the desire to be understood by others. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't seek to be understood. Like that's, it's important to, you know, to, to have others understand us and to understand what we're saying. But, but I think the, the heart behind what Stephen Covey talks about in his book and what others that have addressed this issue is, is really learning to be other-centered learning to focus on what they're saying. And actually, I learned a simple little acrostic a number of years ago at a seminar I'd gone to, actually in Europe. Um, it was somebody with a family life ministry that was speaking at a conference. And um, basically, he used this acrostic love, L-U-V, which is uh, listen, understand, and validate. And really, what they had us do in the seminar was just practice it. You paired up with somebody, and I was paired up with somebody I didn't know because there were other, I didn't know anybody in the seminar. And you literally started talking, and the other person's goal was to communicate that they were listening to you by nonverbal um, feedback, but also then the understanding was for them to simply say, hey, here's what I understand you to be saying is that really what you say? And then, and to validate them in some ways by maybe saying something as simple as, hey, it makes sense that you would feel that way. I, I, I could see your point of view. And I think in marriage and with our wives, it's really critical. Uh, oftentimes I have to remind myself of this simple acrostic, like when Emily, my wife, is sharing something with me to really be focused and to be grounded in really hearing her well and giving her some feedback and I think saying I understand is not understanding. Like that's, I actually don't think that's a healthy way to communicate understanding, but to say something like, here's what I hear, here's, here's what I understand you to be saying. And to build not just to rephrase what she's saying, but talk about the meaning or the emotion that she's sharing it with and kind of the deeper implications of what she's sharing. And then again, the validation piece is so critical to, to validate someone and say, hey, I can see why you feel so strongly. That makes sense. That fits with what you've got going on in your life. And when I'm able to do that with Emily, there there are times when she shares a problem with me that she really does need a solution. Like, 
like, hey, the car's making a funny noise. I need you to come out and look at the car with me. She doesn't need me simply to sit there and listen and understand and validate her. I mean, she does need that in a simple way, but she really needs me to go listen to the car and say, hey, here's the noise I'm hearing. What, what do you want? I found one of my biggest sins and struggles in my marriage, and I think it's true in my counseling practice as well. I hate to admit this, but it's I, I get impatient. I, I think I understand the problem, and so I began to offer solutions. And I've seen historically with my wife and with actually with my children as well, and my even my grandchildren now, but also with my clients, that if I rush in to offer a solution that typically, especially if the person doesn't believe that I've heard what they have to say, my solution is, is meaningless. It's, it's, it doesn't help. And, but, but when I can really listen and be grounded, and then I could even ask permission, hey, do you, you know, can I speak into that? Would you like for me to speak into that? Rarely does somebody say no, but I think it's important to not be quick to fix. I think most men are fixers. And I've, again, historically seen this throughout my marriage. And oftentimes, Emily will say something like, hey, Joe, you haven't, you're offering a solution, but you really haven't heard all I have to say. You cut me off or you didn't, you didn't really hear me complete what I really wanted to share. And I know that deeply wounds her when I do that. When I cut her off and say, hey, or I say something like, hey, just give me the bottom line of what you want to tell me and then fill in the details like that really hurts her. That's the way men like to communicate many times, not all men, but but that's not the way my wife or most women want to communicate. They want to be heard. And I think it, looking at the wounds of our of our marriage that I've caused to my wife, it's been in my impatience, it's been my sarcasm, it's been my quick to respond and give her an answer to something and she doesn't even think I've really heard her or in many times I indeed I haven't heard her. Um, haven't listened to her hear what she has to say. So I just want to stress the emphasis. I mean, this little acrostic is gold. Listen, understand, and validate. Learn to learn to love others. I think in my practice, when I can do that with my clients, again, when I can do that in my marriage, Emily will say, hey, Joe, that really was helpful. And oftentimes it's really helpful because I didn't offer a fix. I entered into it. Now, again, there are times she does want to know my opinion. Um, and I certainly am willing to give that. But I've learned... Over 40 years, you know, we've been married over 40 years now. We're coming up on 41 years uh, this May of 2020. But in 40 years of marriage, uh, very often I haven't listened to my wife thoroughly and I haven't listened with understanding and then I haven't validated her. And as a result, it's left her feeling insecure, unheard, unloved, uncared for, um, not feeling cherished and valued. And, and those, are, those are big sins in, in our marriages. So I, I've grown in the ability. I'm not there yet. I'm still growing. I'm still trying to communicate, especially with Emily, who to me is the most important person on the planet, that I really do want to listen to her. I really do. Even when I'm tired and even when I'm weary, I really want to hear her. And oftentimes we've had to say, I've had to say to her, hey, I don't have the capacity right now because I've been listening to people all day. Like, can we postpone this till tomorrow? Or can we find a time when, you know, I'm not so tired where we can talk about it? Again, postponing it inevitably isn't the answer, but sometimes it is appropriate. And she's able to say, yeah, I can wait till you're rested. You know, if it's a difficult thing that we need to talk about, sometimes it's about our children or our grandkids that we need to talk about things that are pretty delicate and sensitive. And so it's really important um, 
for me to be able to be able to be present with her and to really engage with her. So anyway, that's my perspective for today. Learn to love, L-U-V, love.